Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the very first episode of Against the Ropes. I'm your host, Louis Gutino. Um, I'm going to jump right in now. I want to talk a little bit about WWE's newest direction with um, Triple H at the helm of, uh, of creative. You know, there's a lot of good that can come from that. There's a lot of... The possibilities are endless. Um, and we've already seen major changes. Um, a lot of positive things that have come so far. I mean, Dakota Kai is back. Karrion uh, Cross is back with Scarlet. Um, there's a lot of good things coming from this so far. Um, and, and not only that, you know, now we're starting to see people who were at one point just there, you know, um, Shayna Baszler, and now she has a title match. Um, so it's really beneficial to, it's beneficial to those, to the talent that's, um, don't really get a whole lot of airtime, but they're getting something now, which I think is phenomenal. Um, so I'm, I'm excited, you know, to see where, where this goes, where this new direction of WWE goes, um, post Vince McMahon. Now, I do believe that in the long, you know, the long term, things are only going to be getting better and better, um. You know, obviously, they're not going to have each and every week there's going to be a surprise return. So, don't, you know, people say, I seen online someone saying, oh, Monday, this person's going to show up. You know, the old saying is never say never, but don't hold your breath. Um, if they do, great. I'm sure myself, along with a lot of other people, would love to hear Rebel Heart <laughs> once again. Um, but I mean, it's do you want it all, you know, right off the bat just given to you, or would you rather have it extend over time? Like, here's boom, boom, and then a couple months later, here's boom, 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 you know. So it's instead of tasting it all at once and just devouring it, savor it and take your time with it, and then. You know, it's it's a, you don't want to do it so soon that people look like oh boy, it's another another return or a debut. It's I feel that was the problem with another company. Um, they had too many debuts. Here's a debut. 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 Dude, stretch it out. All right, have some storytelling with it. Don't just sprinkle it on all at once. Uh, oh man, it's. It's crazy when you think about, you know, the grand scheme of things. You know, you think of people like Tony Khan. And, you know, when they they think, you know, it's... And speaking of TK, man, he's coming off to me as nervous. Um, You know, he... 
He said, oh, oh, our guys aren't going anywhere. They're locked into 2027. Okay. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of ways people can get out of their contract. Um, you know, you could... You know, you could just say, I'm, I'm out, I quit. And yeah, you know, he could say, well, you're sitting on your ass at home till your contract lads out. <laughs> so, but there's, you know, there's a lot of things you can do to get out of your contract. And then there's a lot of things your boss could do to make sure you stay put, whether you're on TV or not. Um, I'm not, me personally, I'm not a fan of the 90-day no-compete clause because they're sitting on their ass for 90 days not working. Um, and a lot of these, these, uh, you know, these, these talents, superstars, you know, they have, you know, they got families and whatnot. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. You know, no matter what, they're always, they're always going to find work. Like, it's, it's a team, for example, like the Young Bucks. If they decided, you know, I'm going to take my ball and go home. They're going to find work. They're the young bucks. Of course they're going to find work. Um, or a superstar like MJF. MJF is going to find work, man. He's money. <laughs> you know, he's he's solid gold. So it's not so much he needs AEW because he, he doesn't. He can go anywhere and he'd be a megastar. Um, you know, he's solid on the mic. He's, he's believable too, you know, so it's not so much, oh, well, if, if MJF doesn't work for W, for uh, AEW, he's nothing. That's not the case. A man, like I just said, that man is solid gold. He doesn't need AEW. He can be a star all over the world. He can go to to fucking Japan and probably be a star, you know. Um, and yeah, you can call me an MJF mark, but I mean, the guy's good. He's really, really fucking good. Um, and that's that's you know he. In my opinion, that's what's missing these days, is believable believability. Um, you got a, a heel. And now it is where they go into an arena and they're cheered. They're not believable enough as a heel. Or um, someone's not over enough with the fans to be the baby face. Um, I don't see that as, you know, that, that that's, I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. You know, it's... To me, I think a heel should be the guy or girl that when they walk into the arena, you want to throw garbage at them. You hate the sight of them. Like, you see them and you're like, oh, you know, I hate that bastard or she's a bitch or whatever. Um, and a face should kind of be the person that, you know, you look up to and you're... You're proud to cheer them. You get their merch. You got a big sign that says, I love such and such, you know. Um, and then there's certain stars that can't pull off being a heel. And there's certain stars that can't pull off being a face. Um, me, personally, this is just an opinion. I can't see someone like MJF as a good guy. It just, 
I can't see that. And it's just like, I can't see someone like Rey Mysterio being a, a, a heel. It just, certain aspects about their character just don't make that believable. Um, as opposed to someone like Triple H, where he does phenomenal heel face. Me personally, I prefer him as a heel. Um... I'm a big heel guy. I like the bad guys. I've always liked the bad guys. Um, I thought the rated R superstar, um, Edge, as a heel was amazing. You know, he, Edge was kind of like that scumbag. Like, oh, I can't stand this son of a bitch. Like, he walked into John Cena's house, bitch slapped his dad and walked out. And he made you hate him. You hated Edge. You couldn't stand him. But he did his job. Um, people, they bitch and they moan about um, Theory. But if you don't like him, he's doing his job. If you say, oh, Theory says Theory is that. He's a bad guy. He's doing his job. Roman Reigns. Um, phenomenal. And people say, oh, he's getting forced on our throats. Roman Reigns is this. Roman Reigns is that. I'm not that guy. Roman Reigns is the bad guy. And if you have that opinion on him, sounds like to me Roman Reigns is doing his job. Um, and if you see a guy like Rey Mysterio, you're proud to bring your kids to the show wearing a Rey Mysterio mask, um, wearing Rey Mysterio merch. So that makes Rey Mysterio... Of a believable face. Like, yeah. You know, it's Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Who's not going to cheer for Mr. 619, right? Who just celebrated his 20th. You know, so shout out to Ray Ray. Um, so that's, that's, that's what I feel is kind of lacking in wrestling is, is believability. Um, Liv Morgan is supposed to be the face or whatever. And crowds are booing her. If you're going to be a face, make them... The sob story doesn't work anymore. Um, My opinion, it's been played out. You know, um, damn near everybody and their mother has said I've wanted this since I was a kid. Um, And nothing against Liv Morgan. I love her and, you know, we're both from Jersey. So, I, you know, I support Liv Morgan. I'm damn proud of her for finally getting her spot. But... Man, uh, traffic sucks sometimes. <laughs> um, but I kind of also, you know, on the flip side of that, fans can be fickle. You know, they're cheering for you when you're the underdog, but the second you finally achieve it, oh, boo, you, they force-fed you. You were cheering for me at the last show. It's Wrestling can be... It's it can be confusing sometimes, you know, and it can be complicated. It can be a, a billion different things, but we all still tune in each and every week, don't we? You know, we may not like the fact some people, you know, may not like the fact that Roman Reigns has been undisputed champion for, or he's been undefeated, whatever, for like seven hundred plus days. Um. And then there's people that, that hated the fact that uh, Brian Myers 
came back to WWE just to go on a, a long-ass losing streak. So, there's people that aren't always going to like it. But then there's people that are they're always going to tune in. So, you know, the, no matter what they're going to watch, they're going to tune in. And then they're going to voice their opinion, rinse, repeat, you know. Um, so that, that that's kind of the cool thing about pro wrestling. You know, um, you watch it, you enjoy it, you hate it, you voice your opinion, and you rinse and repeat the next day, you know. Um, so that's kind of the beautiful thing about this this industry is it's kind of a free industry. And what I mean by that is you're free to have your opinion and then you go back, you watch it, and then something happens that changes your opinion. Like for a while, WWE was getting stale. A lot of people couldn't watch it. They're like, oh, it's this stale shit all over again. It got boring. Hell, myself. I used to fall asleep halfway through it. Speaking of which, falling asleep through it. Three hours of Raw is way too damn long. Nobody wants to sit. You know, because, you know, it's it's a Monday. You know, people got to get up for work in the morning, you know, and shit. Like, nobody wants to sit through three hours of that. That is way too damn long. And that's that's the the the, uh, the problem that, that Nitro had. Uh, WCW was three hours and it, look at them now. I'm Triple H. I'm doing what I can to get Raw back down to two hours. Um, three hours is way too damn much. And it is a lot. You gotta, it's, it's a lot of writing. It's a lot of, how do we fill a three hour show? You don't need three hours. A two hour show is perfect. You know, um, because then it's going to leave the fans wanting more. And you leave them wanting more, you're going to come back and come back and come back and come back. Because you got to think about the live crowds, too. Who the, fuck wants, who the hell wants to sit there for three hours? Like, that's, <laughs> you know, it's three hours is a lot. So I think now that um, Trip is head of creative and Stephanie and Nick Khan are uh, co-CEOs, I think it's time to for them to start to think about, okay, Maybe we should cut off an hour and then, you know, just use the, you know, two hours. You don't, you don't need a three-hour show. Two hours is perfect. You can cram a lot into two hours um, and still make it entertaining. So that's, you know, that's just my, my personal opinion is three hours of content is too damn long. So, um... Make it two hours, you know, like like they used to. Because I remember growing up, you know, Raw was two hours, you know, and it was the most entertaining two hours I ever looked of my life. You know, I, I loved the Monday Night Wars, you know, you just switching between Nitro and Monday Night Raw and voting for either the NWO or D-Generation X, you know, um... I was always a WWF guy. I mean, I, I love WCW. NWO is one of my favorite factions. You know, the original NWO before they crammed it with like 40 members. <laughs> uh, you know, Hall, Nash, and Hogan. You know, the original three. Not when they had NWO. Uh, I, I didn't mind the Wolfpack. The Wolfpack was all right. But, you know, then they got the 
you know, Dennis Rodman's in the fucking NWO, and, you know, Ted DiBiase's in the NWO, just fucking stings in the NWO, um, you know, who, who wasn't in the NWO at that time, you know, you had half the company in the NWO, that's, nah, that's not necessary, and they had a, a whole pay-per-view, you know, dedicated to, you know, with the NWO name on it, and it was, it was just all over the place, and so, and a plus the three hours, so that ended up hurting them, and <laughs> they, who, who, who here remembers when they tried to sabotage the main event of Raw by saying Mankind won the WWF Championship, but that actually inadvertently worked out for for WWF because everybody tuned in like, oh, are you serious? Mankind? Mrs. Foley's baby boy? And everybody tuned in and to see Mankind and WCW is like, oh, damn. Well, if we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot. <laughs> so, that's, you know, it's stuff like that, you know, you got to kind of, you look back on and it's like, man, those are the days. But I I got all the um all the faith in the world for uh, for Triple H, you know. Um he he knows what he's doing so far. He's proven he's proven that he knows what he's doing, you know, bringing back to Kodakai, which who shouldn't have never been released to begin with. Um and the the same with Killer Cross or uh Carrion Cross. And Scarlet, um, they should have never been released to begin with. They are way too damn talented. Karrion Cross is, I'm telling you, a man as a bright. And if you've seen the main event Karrion Cross from last year, um, the uh, main event, main roster, <laughs> excuse me, the main roster Karrion Cross of last year with the fucking Axe and Smash mask, um, that's not the carrying cross that we got. That was a joke. I don't know what that was, but sure as fuck wasn't carrying cross. Um, but the NXT carrying cross was a beast. He was a monster, and he was everything that you thought Killer Cross was gonna be when he signed with WWE. And he was. He was undefeated. He was this this force to be reckoned with, and. That's the Karrion Cross that came back. The looking like the fourth, fifth member of Demolition, Karrion Cross. That that guy was done. This is the undefeated Karrion Cross that we got in, in NXT. Or maybe it's something totally new. It's something totally different. This is a different machine, a different animal. And this is could very well be the man to dethrone Roman Reigns. Don't know. Hell, Drew McIntyre might do it. I clash at the castle. Highly unlikely, but... Shit, stranger things have happened. Um, I speaking of Roman Reigns, um, I think it's too soon for Theory to cash in the money in the bank. Um, I don't. I think that might hurt the credibility of because you got this unstoppable force who Brock Lesnar lifted the damn ring on, and went through hell in a handbasket and Rome and 
Roman Reigns still got up and won. One moment, people. We will return after this commercial break. And we're back. <laughs> Sometimes life gets in the way. Even when you're trying to um, record a podcast. So, back where we picked up from. Um, Roman Reigns. And Theory. Um, I think a money in the bank cashing on on Roman Reigns doesn't make any sense. I think if he's going to lose those titles and if he's going to lose his undefeated streak, it needs to be something high profile. Not just let's try to recreate the magic when Seth Rollins cashed in on, you know, the heist of the century. Let's try to recreate that magic. Um, it needs to be a high profile match and it needs to be something that's believable. Something because to me, and nothing against theory, I think he's, I think he's really good, um, but I don't want it to be. You're just champion just because, you know, if you're gonna be the world champion, you're gonna be the top dog. It needs to be, okay, you want it because, this is the level you're at now. You're the man. You're top dog. Um, not just a random, oh, hey, look at me, I'm Mr. Money in the Bank. Yay. Um, that's, that, in my opinion, is nothing against the Money in the Bank, neither. I think the Money in the Bank can really produce some magic. And I think Theory should be world champion someday. Just, I don't think it's the right time now. Again, it's just my opinion. And I think he should be world champion one day. Um, but just not at the moment. You know, I, I don't, I think Roman should ride it at least to Mania. Um, and then put him in a high profile match. Um, and then have him drop it at the granddaddy of them all. The grandest stage, put him on the biggest stage and the biggest match. And then have him drop it there. Or, you know, um... Even the Raw after WrestleMania. Because those are always like, holy shit. <laughs> and I remember years ago, you know, the Raws. Every, the, the, sometimes the Raw after WrestleMania was almost better. If not, it was the same, if not better. Um, you always looked forward to the Raw after WrestleMania. Um, so, but I think if Roman Reigns is going to lose those titles, which we all know he's going to eventually. Um, it needs to be high profile. And then it needs to be something believable. So, you know, if it does happen, which it's going to, you know, like I just said, high profile, unbelievable. And um, something that's still, something that doesn't diminish the 700 plus days that Roman Reigns has been undefeated. Let it be something that, okay, Roman lost the titles, but... He's still the tribal chief. He's still this force to be reckoned with. Because at the end of the day, title or no title, he's still Roman Reigns. You know, and he can still carry it whether he has the championships or not. So, you know, again, this is just my opinion. Everybody kind of has a different opinion. Um, <laughs> I've seen somewhere, I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember. I think it might have been Facebook. 
Um, I seen somewhere uh, a wrestling meme. Someone said Roman <clears throat> Roman Reigns should lose the undisputed title to Spike Dudley. <laughs> and then they had a picture of Spike with the um, the red Universal title and the WWE title, which the red Universal title isn't around anymore. Um, with the red Universal title, the WWE title, and then Roman laying down between a table. And it was the funniest thing ever. I was like, no, I really sm- <laughs> Spike Dudley. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't even think he even wrestles anymore. I think he might have retired Spike. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things that, like I said, you know, and I'm not going to repeat myself a million times, but believable and high profile. And then we got, we got money. You know, you got money. In that, and that, in the sense that it makes sense. So now we move on. We're finally off that Roman Reigns topic, right? Um, another thing I do want to talk about. Another thing I want to talk about is um, with with Triple H um, being at the helm again. We're going back. <laughs> Um, it is windy out this evening, folks. Um, what do you think would be, what are you, in your opinion, what are some of the significant changes that Trips is going to bring on to this new era of WWE? Um, is it going to be more returning stars, which I've read um, he does want to do he wants to bring back a lot of these guys um i'm personally pulling for bray wyatt johnny gargano uh, to to return i think johnny gargano and bray wyatt would be an amazing addition to any roster for any company um johnny is so damn talented it's unbelievable, and Bray Wyatt or Wyndham Six, whatever he's, you know, he's going by. Just his storytelling alone is phenomenal. It's top tier. You know the whole thing with the Fiend, and a lot of people may have, might have missed this. The Fiend is actually a long term storytelling because if you remember, back when he was, you know, the early Bray Wyatt days, I think it was NXT. Um, or he had just come up to the main roster with the Wyatt family. He spoke of the Fiend. He said a man with long blonde locks or something like that. And a pale face and yellow eyes or something like that. But he told a story in a promo years. Just describing the Fiend years before the Fiend actually showed up. And then the Fiend showed up. Exactly how he described it. If that isn't long-term storytelling, I don't know what is, folks. So, you know, again, it brings me to my point that, you know, Bray Wyatt, he's, he's something else, man. And him getting released to begin with was complete and utter bullshit because the guy, he, he knows his shit, you know. Um, so if I'm Triple H, I'm looking back, okay. I'm head of creative. My wife is co-CEO. 
we can make this happen. I brought back Dakota Kai, brought back Karrion Cross. Now I want to bring back Bray Wyatt. Now I want to bring back Johnny Gargano. Now I want to bring back all those guys that shouldn't have been released to begin with. So if I'm Triple H, I'm looking at it. Okay, I want these guys back. I want these gals back. I want these superstars back because they're money. Everybody know <clears throat> everybody knows that. And who knows, you know, maybe you know, there's those option of those other talents, you know, like John Moxley and Adam Cole and all that. And, you know, Chris Jericho and you know, th- there's always that option for those guys to say, oh, well, they're, they're, they're locked in until 2027. They can quit. They can have, you know, a company buy out their contract. There's always a way out of a contract. You know, it's not like you're, once you're in, you're in for life, you know. And, man, hey, maybe those guys want to stay all elite, and maybe they don't. Maybe they're looking at this like, shit, you know, look what they did with Cody. You know, and that's what Vince at the helm. Now Trip, Triple H is at the helm. Now they're probably thinking like, you know, damn, what if, you know? So now, like a lot of those guys, that's why Tony panicked and made that comment. They're like, shit, what if? What if I came back or what if I jump shipped? And damn, what what could what what are some possibilities that could be open to me so that's how a lot of these guys that's how they're looking at it is i have these poss- uh, cody rhodes came back under the helm of vince mcmahon and they pushed him to the fucking moon now triple h is head of creative so now they're thinking oh and now with the possibility of wwe you know, what what I'm saying, WWE is going TV 14. Now they're going to look at it like, oh, shit. And they're loosening a lot of, like, the heavy scripted promos. And they're starting to unban a lot of words like wrestling and pro wrestling and title and all that. And so now these guys are looking at it like, oh, shit. You know, this is something I think I want to get on board with. You know, and who who's to say that they can't? You know, um, and even if they don't, they don't leave. Who's to say that Trip and Stephanie and Nick Khan wouldn't be open to working with AEW or wouldn't be open to working with another promotion? I think it it could be cool. It could have that's the real for <laughs> that's the real um, forbidden door, if you ask me, is WWE and AEW, um, and and if they were to have a interpromotional pay per view. And it's not for any one company. It's it wouldn't be to put WWE over. It wouldn't be to put AEW over. It wouldn't be for that. It would just be two large companies coming together to put on one amazing uh, show for the fans. It would be more of a, a love letter to the fans and a thank you. You know, you get to see the Young Bucks versus the Usos, or um. Chris Jericho versus uh, Seth Rollins. I don't know, just throwing names out there. Or you could see Roman Reigns versus John Moxley. You know, um, 
you know, just, just throwing, you know, random matches out there. Just um, You could see Jade Cargill take on Bianca Belair or something. That would be a hell of a match. I think I'd really, that would be a big match. You know, so the possibilities are endless. Um, uh, hell, throw New Japan in there, too. And, you know, you can have guys like Okada, um, Tanahashi. Um, you know, there's a lot more matches you could have. You know, the possibilities are endless. And, you know, like they always say in pro wrestling, never say never. You never know what's going to happen in the world of pro wrestling, folks. Um, fuck. <laughs> Shane McMahon could show up to Japan tomorrow. Um. Bret Hart could say, oh, I'm starting my own promotion. <laughs> um, Dean Ambrose can come back. <laughs> you just, you never know, folks. You just never know. People say, oh, that's, that's not going to happen. Okay, you can predict the future, then you better tell me don't win a lot, then win a lottery numbers. I'll, I'll split the winnings with you. <laughs> um, damn, dog. But, um, it's, it's, this is one of those things when you record outside. You had dogs and stuff and wind and everything else, but that's all right. Um, you just never know in the world of pro wrestling, folks. You know, literally anything can happen. You know, Hulk Hogan <laughs> could come and say, oh, brother, I'm starting up. Uh, what, what was it? Hulk, Hulk Hogan's micro championship wrestling or some shit. I think that's what it was called back in the day. Um, or... Um, they could announce that they worked out a deal with the World Wildlife Fund to rebrand themselves again back as WWF. Hell, Hangman Adam Page could show up in the crowd for NXT. Um, the possibilities are endless. Anything can happen at, and at any given time. You know, there's a lot of workings behind the scenes that we don't know about. You know, there's a lot of phone calls that get made. And a lot of meetups that happen that the fans don't just don't know about. And that's okay because then that, that adds the element of surprise. Which, you know, which we love. Which is why we love professional wrestling. Um, so, you know, I guess we're going to end this on a high note, you know. Um, and, you know, not bad for first episode. You know, let me know what you guys think. Um, is this a yay or is it a nay? And we'll we'll pick up where we left off, you know. Um, but I do definitely think that the future looks bright with Triple H at the helm of creative. So far, <laughs> I mean, come on, SummerSlam we had Dakota Kai. Um, this Friday night, Karrion Cross and Scarlett. Man, this he is not he's not fucking around. He is not fucking around. He he he's going, you know. He, he he said it, you know. He he rode his career, his his in ring career, till the wheels fell off. Watch what this man does as head of creative. You saw what he did with NXT. NXT was the shit. Everybody tuned into that. Watch what this man does as head of creative. I'm telling you, this is the best thing that's ever happened to WWE in years. Um, and I'm damn excited to see what happens next. 
And who knows? Maybe, maybe tomorrow night, Monday, we'll hit Rebel Heart. <laughs> who the hell knows? Anything is possible, folks. Anything is possible. Um, oh, maybe Chavo Guerrero will come back, which I would mark for. Um, I love, love, love the um, the Guerrero uh, family. Eddie, Eddie was, he was something else, man. That would be the shit. That would be my markout moment of 2022. Seeing Chavito again. Um, so, that's just me. This is, you know, your typical, you know, your average wrestling fan that just is crazy about, is anything but average. Um, but, I just want to thank you all for listening. And we'll, we'll be back. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna pick this up. And, Suggestions would be amazing. Let me know what you guys think. What I can improve. Probably less background noise. But um, thank you. Thank you all for taking just a few minutes with me. You know, just 37 minutes out of your day. Just to listen to me ramble about something I'm passionate about. Um, And then maybe, maybe one day. We'll get some wrestlers on the podcast. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But I invite you all to come along on this journey with me. And we'll see where it goes. Again, I'm your host with the most, Louis Coutinho, and this has been Against the Ropes.